Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. Very active. We have uh, a few grandchildren, and they're all at that age where they're excitable and loud. So it was uh, full of lots of energy, which is great. Well, um, what we've done, and it's been a big church tradition, it's become that, um, and I think it's a good tradition, um, is the last service coming out of the year. We always, uh, it's, a, it's a Thanksgiving service. It's a time of giving thanks for what God did in that year. And um, <clears throat> obviously, when we met in person, um, Without restrictions, we had a lot of people that were, be, were able to share, and it would easily fill a service. And, you know, what I love about testimonies and about when people share God's goodness is um, you can't argue with that. It's, it's, it's the testimony of God working. It's the proof that Jesus is real by what he does. And so, um, and, and in this year, I mean, we've had so many... You have so many things you can focus on that are not good, but it's important for us to focus on what God has done in the midst of this year because God is always working, and he's good, and he's always doing stuff that's good. And so um, we're going to give you the opportunity to be able to to share that um, with the ones that are here. Um, My wife has the cordless mic, and she'll sanitize it for you before you take it, but... um, Testimonies are always encouraging for people because, um, you know, they'll hear what God did for you and they're like, you know what, I think God could do that for me, you know, because it it builds faith, it encourages us. And so it's so important for us to share. So what I'm going to do, though, before that, because um, we we only have a few people here, I want to read a portion of scripture. It's in Psalms 37. And it's kind of an exhortation for us, um, especially, I believe, coming um, out of uh, what we're coming out of and going into another year of uncertainty. Um, The scriptures always exhort us, and they exhort us in what we can do that is good, and we also exhort us in when we do the right thing, what God will do. And it's important for us to always be aware of the things that are in our power to be able to do. We can't change the government. We can't change some of the wonkiness that's going on, right? We can speak up, uh, you know, in our democratic process, but that's not always heard, and we, we see that very much so nowadays. But it doesn't matter because we serve a God who's greater and when we honor God and do what is right, he says, if my people who are my, called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, he says, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. When we do the right thing, then we make room for God to be able to do what he can do. And so that's the more important thing for all of us. And so this psalm really lays out very clearly some things that we can do. And it, and it basically tells the difference between the godly and the wicked. Now, what are godly people in, in today's day and age? Not, you know, 
because we, we've got all kinds of misconceptions. Um, we think a godly person is someone who just is always doing something good, um, who talks about God. But godly, according to the New Testament, is those who are in Christ Jesus, because there's nothing good in us except Christ. So it's those who are living for Christ, those who are seeking to honor him, and who are not living for their own will, but they're living for his will. So when we're talking about godly, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about people who seek to honor the Lord, to follow Jesus, and to become like him and do his will, build his kingdom. Amen? And the wicked are those that are not doing that at all, have no regard for that. So when we see that comparison, that's what um, we need to look at. So we're going to look at this psalm, and I'm going to we're going to go through this, and then after that, we're going to do give opportunity to give thanks for what God has done in 2021. So it says here in Psalm 37, verse one, it says, "Don't worry about the wicked, or envy those who do wrong, for like grass they soon fade away, and like spring flowers they soon wither." So he's given us perspective here. He's saying, look. It might be good for a while, but in the long term, they wither. They fade. He says here, gives us instruction, trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. I love this. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him, and he will help you. Amen? He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn, and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord, and wait patiently for him to act. This is, we're going to read this one again. Be still in the presence of the Lord, and wait patiently for him to act. How many... No, sometimes he does not act as soon as we want him to act. And it requires us to wait patiently because the Bible says there is a, a season for everything. And God knows the right seasons. He does all things well. And we, we have to trust that and know that. And so we have to wait patiently for him to act sometimes. And then it says, don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. And we see that going on quite a bit. We see a lot of things that are operating uh, financially and wicked schemes behind it. And we're like, you know, it doesn't matter. God takes care of us. And God deals with that as well. Stop being angry. <laughs> Turn from your rage. Don't lose your temper. And remember this on Facebook posts, please. It only leads to what? Harm. It only hurts. For the wicked will be destroyed. But those who trust in the Lord will possess the land. Soon the wicked will disappear. Though you look for them, they will be gone. The lowly will possess the land. And will live in peace and prosperity. The wicked plot against the godly. They snarl at them in defiance. 
but the Lord just laughs, for he sees their day of judgment coming. The wicked draw their swords and string their bows to kill the poor and the oppressed, to slaughter those who do right. But their swords will stab their own hearts, and their bows will be broken. This is a good perspective, verse 16, that he gives us, that we need to have. It is better to be godly and have little than to be evil and rich. We need to remember that in times when things are put before you and they're like, they give you the ultimatum many times and uh, it's the threat of money. It is better to be godly and have little than to be evil and rich. For the strength of the wicked will be shattered, but the Lord takes care of the godly. Amen? The Lord takes care of the godly. These are promises that we can stand on. Day by day, the Lord takes care of the innocent, and they will receive an inheritance that lasts forever. They will not be disgraced in hard times. Even in famine, they will have more than enough. I want to just read that again. Day by day, the Lord takes care of the innocent, and they will receive an inheritance that lasts forever. They will not be disgraced in hard times. And even in famine, they will have more than enough. But the wicked will die. The Lord's enemies are like flowers in a field. They will disappear like smoke. The wicked borrow and never repay. But the godly are generous givers. Amen? Those the Lord blesses will possess the land, but those he curses will die. The Lord, this is a very good one for us to stand on, and I believe in the days ahead. I've got a message I want to share, well, I'll be sharing coming into the first Sunday of the new year. I've got a whole, I'm excited about what's coming for in the next few years, even though there's a lot of uncertainty, and outwardly, a lot of things look like they're taking a turn for the, the... God's always doing something on the other side, and he's showing me what's on the flip side. And uh, I'm excited. Faith's coming in my heart for, for the, the good that he's going to bring out of it. <clears throat> it says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Amen? Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord upholds them by the hand. Amen? You know, we just recently saw this in the, in the Christmas story, and um, uh, if you've not watched the Nativity, I don't know if you've seen the movie, The Nativity. It's uh, the newest one that they did of it. We just recently watched it again this Christmas and it really shows, if you want to see a really good movie, especially where it shows the humanness, the human side of, of Mary and Joseph and what they had to endure because they carried this promise, it really brings that side of it out. 
But the thing that I saw through the, this, this, the account and what I'm seeing, not only in the Christmas account, but the very important events that God uh, had planned Jesus' death, they were not prepared for them. Mary didn't know she was going to have God's baby. The angel appeared to her and told her. She, her life was interrupted, and it was like, no, this is what I have for you. Joseph, you know, was going to, he was a godly man. He was an honorable man. He was going to have, to have uh, Mary di divorced and because he, she was pregnant before marriage, and that wasn't allowed. And an angel appeared to him and said, no, this is the, the this is God's baby in her, basically. This is a paraphrase that I'm doing. But So an angel appeared to him and made a clear look. This is what's happening. But then they had to go to Bethlehem. Well, the, the prophecies about the Messiah was that he would be born in Bethlehem. But they weren't following that. They didn't know about that. But God got them to Bethlehem. He got a census. And they, they ended up going. And people are, well, maybe they, they knew. No, if they knew, it would have said, Mary and Joseph knew the prophecy was they had to go to Bethlehem. No, they went to Bethlehem because there was a census, and, and he was from the, the house of Bethlehem, and, and he had to go to Bethlehem. Then they had to flee to Egypt, which prophecies hundreds of years before said that that's what would happen. But an angel appeared to Joseph and said, you need to go get, flee and get out of Egypt because they're going to kill every baby because King Herod doesn't want another king being born. He heard that this king was born and they killed every child from two years and under because he, he wanted to make sure he got them. But the angel warned them. So here, the angel of the Lord directed the steps of the godly. Amen? He can still do it today. He can still speak to us. It can be through a dream. It can be through what, reading the scriptures and he, he quickens something to you. But he directs the steps of the godly and he delights in every detail of their lives. And though we stumble, and they looked like there were lots of times where they thought that he had to go in a manger and be born. He didn't know, but that's what he had to be born in because when the shepherds went to um, see him, in Bethlehem, the shepherds that were in Bethlehem were the shepherds that prepared the sacrificial lambs for the offering in the temple. And those shepherds, they had a, um, you know where it says the baby you'll find them wrapped in swaddling cloth and lying in a manger? Swaddling was a term that they used to, to basically um, keep the lamb from blemish. They called it swaddling. It would protect them. It would, they would wrap them, and they would keep them for, without getting blemished. So that term swaddling clothes and lying in a manger, they knew this is the sacrificial lamb we've been waiting for. And these shepherds automatically knew this is a sacrifice that is perfect. He's swaddled. And so these were all terms... God was directing things, and they didn't even know it. And guess what? He knows how to do that now. Right? But what we've done is we've put our confidence in so many outward things, the government and systems and things, and God's like, you know what? I've got my own system, and I can work in topsy-turvy. Amen? Oh. <laughs> I may man that because I, I, I know he is going to do it, and he, and he already is.
And then it says here, once I was young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the godly abandoned. And this is King David writing this psalm. A man who stayed faithful to God to the very end. A man who God said, the lineage of, of my, my son will come through the, the line of David. And so this is a man that tested the scriptures and saw that they were true. He says here, the godly always give generous loans to others and their children are a blessing. Turn from evil and do good and you will live in the land forever. For the Lord loves justice and he will never abandon the godly. He will keep them safe forever. But the children of the wicked will die. The godly will possess the land and they will live there forever. The godly offer good counsel. They teach right from wrong. They have made God's law their own so they will never slip from his path. The wicked wait in ambush for the godly looking for an excuse to kill him. But the Lord will not let the wicked succeed or let the godly be condemned when they are put on trial. Put your hope in the Lord. Travel steadily along his path. He will honor you by giving you the land. You will see the wicked destroyed. I have seen wicked and ruthless people flourish like a tree in its native soil. But when I looked again, they were gone. Though I searched for them, I could not find them. Look at those who are honest and good, for a wonderful future awaits those who love peace, but the rebellious will be destroyed and they will have no future. The Lord rescues the godly. He is their fortress in times of trouble. The Lord helps them, rescuing them from the wicked. He saves them and they find shelter in him. Amen. So these are our promises, and these are the things when we have to make the tough choices, when we have to choose to trust him in certain situations that might be difficult, when there's opposition for what we stand up for that is godly and right, uh, and it costs us to be able to stand up to that. We know that God is faithful to his side of the promise. And so we want to come in, come out of 2021 and come into 2022 focusing on the goodness of God because the Bible says do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good amen and God's goodness is far more than anything that's thrown at us God's goodness is far greater and far better and so we just want to focus on that and so what we're going to do I want us to just do a few um, well, whoever wants to share just things that God did in 2021 and give him praise for those things. Um, Pastor Sheila has the mic here. Probably come up here. Is that the best, Aaron, so that they can be seen on the camera or what? In the front there is good? Okay. So you're fine to just... But uh, who wants to go first? Give God glory for what he did in 2021. Don't everyone jump to the mic all at once. <clears throat> There's no right or wrong answer. 
Well, for uh, I, I think I can speak for. Uh, you can take your yeah. You're far enough away from everyone. You're good. I, I think I can speak for my wife as well as uh, God's uh, goodness towards us. We've been uh, we've been on the road going uh, crossing the border into California and through all the the United States. Uh, a lot of the states that we crossed through. We stood on faith that God would protect us, and this has been two years now. We've yet to get COVID. We've never been sick. But when we decided to keep moving and keep going across that border, no matter where we went, we stood on faith that God would protect us, and he has. And as of now, we just finished our, our last run over the border. Uh, we decided, the two of us, that we were not going to get the shot that we're gonna stand on our faith, that God would protect us. So going into the new year, we'll just be traveling in Canada. So we're standing on faith that God's gonna provide with our money to pay our bills and to be able to uh, pay the uh, truck payments. With all the, uh, the trips that we've done through the states, we've, uh, we have to do what they what they call a pre-trip. For for both each driver, we have to do a pre-trip. Every 24 hours, we do a circle check around our truck. We check the tires and, and the lights, make sure everything's working. And before we hit that road, we always say a prayer. We pray for our trip. God be with us. and protect us and everyone around us on that road. For the past two years, he's, he's revealed himself to us so many times that he's always with us. And through the storms, Last year, there was a storm that we were coming back from California all the way across the states into Michigan. And when you went on the weather network and the little blue dot is you, there was a storm all around us, blizzard. But that one little blue spot where we were, there's a little bit of clearing around us. And he made that way all the way from one end of the U.S. to the other. And we stayed in the middle of that dot. We could see the carnage as we were driving through. There's trucks and cars in the ditch all over the place. We just kept on moving. And he did the same for us again. And on our last trip, the only amount of snow that we ended up having coming home, because we, we prayed that, you know, get us home safe. Didn't matter when, just get us home safe, Lord. We went through... Of all places, Arizona, it's desert, but we had, what, 10 miles of snow. Two, two hours of driving of snow. That was it. The rest was all clear roads all the way home. That's how God has shown and revealed himself to us. And I'm so thankful that he's able to do the things he does. As long as we stand on our faith, I think we'll get through it. And I pray for our church and everybody in our church. Stand on your faith, and God will get you through the storms that you have to go through. Amen.
Okay. Well, this has been just an exciting year for Aaron and I, and um, we're expecting our first baby in February, and that has just brought so much thankfulness and so much joy, and just looking at how God has provided for us in the timing of having a baby and um, just like meeting all of our needs, like we've been given so much and just people dropping off stuff that we've needed for the baby, like we already have so much. And I was just so thankful for our church family and for our friends. Um, we just don't take that for granted. Um, and something else I've been thankful for is just thinking about like the nature of God as you know, this little baby is growing, that we don't really have a whole lot of influence there, <laughs> you know? Like, God is taking care of the growth and development, and I've just seen how he's, like, taking care of Aaron and I all through our lives. You know, you think you have so much control over stuff, and you really don't. You just trust God, like a little baby that he he cares for us and he takes care and i've just been so thankful for that and there's just been so much learning i think in expecting this baby and thinking about jesus like humbling himself he left heaven he humbled himself to become a baby inside the woman like one of the people that he helped make like that's been blowing my mind that the Lord of heaven humbled himself to become a little baby and he had to be nursed and cared for and have his diaper changed and yet he was the Lord of glory and then died for me and died for you. Like, I've just been so thankful. I think it's just been so real to me thinking about all these things and I guess treasuring them in my heart in a way. So, yeah, I've just been so thankful for those things and... Um, I had to go on maternity leave early, and we've just seen God, like, take care of us, and God um, give Aaron wisdom in, like, managing our home and finances, and yeah, just been so thankful that he's, he's cared for us in that way, so lots to be thankful for. <laughs> well, on January 9th, 2022, it's the 50th anniversary of me accepting Jesus Christ as my Savior. And I can tell you that, yes, he is faithful, even when we're not, because I've made many mistakes along the way, but he's always been there, and he's always been forgiving, and he's always been caring, and he's always been saying, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So pick yourself up and get going, you know, and I do. And um, over the years, there's been so many things that have happened. I've seen so many changes. Um, but the one thing I've always been able to be really thankful for is the people that God has put in my life. And I am so thankful for the friendships, for just the blessings that people have been in our life. Many of them are in this church. 
and um, for just for the, the faithfulness in other things. And um, we've followed him through three different cities involved in church plants. And uh, we've been here since 19, we actually helped start the church in 95. We've been here since 96. And um, with Greg and Sheila, we have some really good car stories, <laughs> you know, some really good ones. And a few other things, too. So I have a lot to be thankful for. My husband is not feeling well. He's not here tonight. But we're very thankful for the things that God has done in his life with health, with my life in health. And uh, we got a new granddaughter this year. That brings us up to 11 grandchildren. And we're thankful for each one of them as well. And so the one thing I can say be encouraging is, is that um, even as was mentioned tonight, God has a plan. God always has a plan. And I don't always like his plan. I'll be honest. I don't always like his plan. But when you're obedient, then the rewards are so much greater. So I just want to say thank you. Have a wonderful, safe Christmas season, everybody. And I even wore my Christmas socks. Well, I guess even though it was a very unconventional uh, year again, the fact that we got to start our kids club program in person again with buses at the building was a huge deal because all last year we were outdoors, we were at people's doorway, we kind of had to think outside of the box. So to be able to kind of come back and regroup after since like March 2020, it was really nerve-wracking to know how it's going to go, is it going to be like well-received, and we ended up having huge turnouts every week. We had probably the best group of kids we've ever had. Um, we were able to reach over seven low-income housing sites and provide hot snacks for all the kids. Um, even our Christmas party that we just had was one of the best we've ever had, and we got to give everyone a present. It, it just, this has been such a smooth year, so despite the storm of COVID, so to speak, it ended up being kind of a blessing in disguise to force us to kind of think out of the box when it came to last year and then this year to be able to see all the the people in person, like face-to-face -face doing things that we normally do. It was, it was something to really be thankful for. And we had an amazing team behind the scenes and at the program and it made all the difference. Do you have something you're thankful for? What are you thankful for? Getting <laughs> toys. For getting toys. Okay, so I have so, so much to be thankful for this year. God has been very, very good. He has saved my life. He came through at times when I thought all was lost. But God came through and he saved my life. It's a miracle. 
why I'm here today. Definitely a miracle. And for that, I just want to thank him. Every time I remember, I know that God is good. But I'm not going to focus on myself tonight. I'm just going to think. Um, recently, it was in March, I said to Mark, um, I want to go on the road about 2 p.m. to get some fertilizer. So, but I was going to clean my room. So I'd finished cleaning the room and was going to have a shower just as I was about to go into the shower. It's like I heard someone saying in the back of my mind, don't go on the road, Rosie. I just turned around because my phone was on the dresser in the bedroom. I turned around, I picked up the phone, I text Mark, he was downstairs, and I said to him, I've canceled the plan, I'm not going on the road. So because I normally text one thing and mean something else, he came up and I said, did you say you're not going on the road? And I said, yes. He said, okay, I'm good with that. So I went to have my shower. Um, Headley went downstairs to put some stuff in the garage. About 15 minutes after I went down and Mark was in the kitchen, I said to him, where's your dad? He said, he's in the garage. And I heard him sawing. So I started to cook. But then... I said, let me see what he's doing in the garage. So closer to the garage, I heard a little sound. It sounded different, so I hastened my step. And just then I saw him open the, the, um, the garage door and came up from the, the washroom or the laundry room. And when I looked at him, I saw death. His entire face was twisted. There was no black in his eyes. And he was leaning. I said to him, what is wrong with you? And he was leaning on the dress and he said, I'm dying, I'm dying. And I was like, I was so, so frightened. Because they're talking about 15, 20 minutes. And we called the ambulance and they took him to the hospital. We weren't allowed to go. When we went there, they said, no, you can't come in. So we went back home and when the doctor called, he said to me, um, he had brain aneurysm. There's nothing we can do for him. I said, so what are my options here? He said, you don't have any. You just give me the permission to put him down because he's not going to live. And when she said that, I was, I was just floored because I didn't know what to say or what to do. Pastor Greg shared the verse that said, in all your ways acknowledge him and he directs your path. And I've always been standing on that verse. And I said to the doctor, I said, you know what? I know that we have limits as human beings. And I said, I've lived long enough to know that God can do just about anything. I don't know where your fate is, and I'm not pushing mine on you. But what I'm saying to you is, this is a God's issue. Just do what you have to do. Take care of him in there and I'll take up the rest with God. And she said, okay. And he said, all right, I'll call you back tomorrow. Five minutes after the phone rang, the doctor was on it again. She said, you know what, Rosetta? After I spoke with you, I called the doctor in Toronto, Sunnybrook, and he said, bring him come, I'll do the surgery right away. So he took him down and he did the surgery and he's alive today, he's still alive. God is good. 
I have so, so much that I can thank him for. That if I become ungrateful, I don't know what would ever happen. But God has been there for me every step of the way. And even sometimes it seems hard. And it seems like, boy, this is, you can't go through it. But you're not alone. God is right there with you. If you give him the chance, if you acknowledge him, when you wake up and say, Lord, this is your day, not mine. Whatever happens to me today, you are in charge of it. He directs your path. He promised to be a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our path. And I know that trusting God is the best thing that you or I can ever do in this life. Well, I want to thank God for all of you and for you at home that are watching. Um, it's been a different year for everyone. We've had to maneuver so many things. But I am so thankful for the body of Christ, especially for the one that I can call my family, um, that has been strong and, and allowed God to continue to develop and cause us to get closer to him. And I think for me this year, I'm so thankful for God that he has caused me to even uh, mature more in him. You know, I started off at the beginning of the year where it's like this will require wisdom, God, in all the things we have to make decisions on. And the one thing that I really see is that he's faithful and he's good, period, whether I see this, that, or the other thing. He's faithful, and he's good. And all of the things that God is, who he is, doesn't change. He doesn't change like sifting sand or shadows. He's, he remains constant, and he remains the same. And for that, I'm so thankful. And I'm thankful for that, that Christ in you. Also, I've seen that. You know, I'm thankful that in our children's ministry that Maddie was talking about with the Kids Club, you know, this has been probably our most smooth year with the children, and we've grown in numbers. And then we've had so many door-to-doors that we've done that we actually have got to know the parents of a lot of these children, which was something that we had prayed and asked God to show us how to reach the parents of these children. And this year, that's one of the things that God has done, and I'm so thankful for that. Another thing I'm thankful for is our youth. I mean, Daniel's not here tonight, but like they started with one family for our youth group, and we're up, we were over at 30 youth, 40 at the 40 that came out to their last party before uh, Christmas holidays. And I'm thankful for that because these ministries are being done with excellence, but it's the reason why we're here is to share the gospel. I'm thankful for even those that have faced great challenges like what Rosetta was sharing. Those are, and Colin, these are great challenges that we've all had to face. And yet trusting God and seeing how God leads us through it and that we're not doing it on our own strength or even alone 
I'm so thankful that he put us in a body to be able to walk through things together. So for that, I'm really thankful. And I just want to say I'm glad that we get to serve God together. It's an honor to call you my friends, all of you. And I look forward to what God has in the new year for all of us, regardless of what that may look like regardless of the challenges that we may face next year. God is faithful and he's good. And the work that he's doing on the inside of each one of us, you guys are just, we shine brighter throughout the years. We don't dull and we shine brighter. And so I'm thankful for God for that. Now, Colin spoke for me, but I wanted to come up because I'm going to try and do better than he did, but I don't know if I will. <laughs> um, I am thankful for everybody who's here and everybody who's not here in this church family because I know we would not be where we are out there without you guys here backing us up. And I'm thankful for the friendship and the fellowship that I get when I come home. And I'm especially thankful for Greg and Sheila, who without them, we wouldn't have got this far. Thank you. God's so good. I want us to just sing it's a simple little song just god you're so good let's just uh let's thank him for his goodness god you're so good god you're so good god you're so you've done in 2021 and God as we we go out of this year and we're in the last few days but God we just 
we thank you for your goodness, for your faithfulness, that God, you are always working and that you're always, in the scripture, we're reminded that you work all things together for the good of those who love you and who are called according to your purpose. So we thank you, God, that you are working all things for your plan, for your purpose, for you, the good things that you have. And so we thank you for what you've done in 2021. And we commit to you 2022 and all the years ahead, God. Let us continue to honor you, to serve you faithfully, and to trust you in every situation that we encounter as we move forward. We just thank you for your goodness. God, we thank you for the family of God. Thank you for each member, God, that you have blessed our family with. And God, we, we ask that you would continue to knit us together, that you would continue to cause us to grow and increase in you and also in number, God, as people hear of your goodness. God, we also pray for your, the church family globally, God, that you would, Jesus, as you promised, you said you would build your church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. So we thank you, Jesus, that you are continuing to build your church and help us to be that vital part, to do our part that you've called us to do, and that we would all accomplish your kingdom purposes. We thank you for this, and we say, let your kingdom come, and let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.